Welcome to the School of Wellbeing podcast. I am your host, Meg Durham, wellbeing speaker, educator, and coach. I have taught and worked in schools across metropolitan and regional Australia, and I am dedicated to supporting big-hearted educators to prioritise their wellbeing and take courageous action despite the everyday pressures of school life. Because I want educators to know, you don't have to sacrifice your health, relationships, and happiness to be a great teacher. Together, we are going to learn the lessons to help us teach well and be well. Let the learning begin. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the School of Wellbeing podcast. Today is a solo episode and I love solo episodes because it's my opportunity to speak directly to you. It's just you and me talking about all things wellbeing. Recently, I've presented a number of staff wellbeing sessions and it's been lovely to meet so many of you in person and to hear about the ways the podcast has become a part of your life. Whether it's listening on your way to work, while walking the dog, cleaning the house, I love to know that the School of Wellbeing is now a part of your weekly routine. Each time you listen to a conversation, you are expanding your mind and building your toolkit to thrive despite the relentless demands of school life. Before we jump into today's conversation, I wanted to let you know about two ways that you can work directly with me this term to boost your energy. First, I'm hosting a free energy masterclass on Thursday, the 16th of February, where I'll be sharing four practical strategies that have helped me stay afloat and take courageous action in my life. And second, enrollments for Energy by Design, my game-changing wellbeing program for educators, is now open. Energy by Design is a four-week circuit breaker experience for busy and big-hearted educators that are ready for more energy, clarity, and confidence. If you're interested in joining the Masterclass or Energy by Design, see the show notes for more details. Now on with today's show. In schools, energy is the ultimate currency. And if you're anything like me, you often fall into the trap of doing everything for everybody else and leaving yourself exhausted without even stopping to think, what is the cost? What is the impact on my physical and emotional health if I continue to do this? You know, when we have energy, it's much easier to navigate the ups and downs of school life. We're able to roll with all the unexpected surprises that each day of school life brings. I'm yet to meet a teacher that their day goes to plan. We all have a plan and we all know that things never go to plan. Schools are a complex, dynamic system filled with humans. And when you have so much happening in one space, things will not go to plan there will always be something that pops up. So when things pop up and you have energy, you can navigate it in helpful ways. But when things pop up and you're exhausted, we can get reactive and things can go from bad to worse. And so it's important that we know what we need to be at our best. Because I'm sure if I asked you to tell me about your students and what they need to be at their best, you would be able to tell me without much thought You'll be able to tell me what works for them, what doesn't, who they work well with, and who they don't. You could almost write me a little essay. The longer you spend time with that student, the longer you work out what they need to be at their best. Now, I'd also put a little bet on it that if I asked you, what do you need to be at your best, it would take you a little longer to think about. It wouldn't be so automatic. So before you run headfirst into the school year, I'm inviting you to consider new ways to manage your energy. 
so you don't fall into a heap at the end of each day and you have a little bit of energy left over for your family, friends and life outside the classroom. In this episode, we will explore the traditional approach to energy management, why taking ownership matters, how to generate more energy and so much more. I hope you enjoy today's solo episode. How do you manage your energy? What is your traditional energy management strategy? Now you might be thinking, Meg, I do not have an energy management strategy. I barely have time to think, let alone a strategy for my energy. I have way too much to do. Have you seen my to-do list? It's growing by the second. Well, the truth is we all have an energy management strategy, even if we think we don't. The default energy management strategy for educators goes something a little like this. You start the term telling yourself, this term is going to be different. This is the term I take care of myself. And you proceed to make big changes and week one goes so well. You're up and about. You're smiling. You've got energy. You're eating your lunch, going to bed early, moving, doing all the things. And then as the weeks roll on, you start to forget about your lunch. You start to reach for chocolate, coffee, biscuits, anything that you can see and anything that will keep you going. You start to stay up later and later, getting on top of your growing to-do list. You find yourself scrolling mindlessly, watching one more episode, having an extra glass of wine, or just that last email. You've just got to do that last email and then you'll give yourself permission to rest. And before you know it, you're limping to the end of term. You're exhausted. You're depleted. You're crawling to the end of week 10 so you can finally have a break. You can have a holiday. And you get to the holidays and you get sick. You get sick for the first few days. You finally start to recover. You finally start to charge your battery. And you get well enough just in time to delude yourself that this term is going to be different. Does that sound familiar to you? If so, you're not alone. This is a very traditional approach to energy management. Boom and bust. And it's a way that we have been conditioned in education for so long to manage our energy. Give it all away, recharge, go again. And I would like to suggest to you that there is another way. It is possible to get to the end of term with a little left in your tank. Now you might be thinking, you've got to be kidding. That is not possible because that's what I used to think. I used to think to be a great teacher, you gave everything you had. I used to laugh with my friends that I'll see you in 10 weeks. I only had time for my friends and family on holidays. It was almost like when the term started, I would dive in, hold my breath for 10 weeks and then put my head up for air. I get it. This is what we see. This is the water in which we swim. And I also know that there is a different way. I have seen it firsthand. I have seen what's possible when educators have the space, skills, strategy and support to make lasting changes to the way they think, feel and act. So today I'm going to share with you a time in my life when I had to call upon all my wellbeing skills to make the next step. It was back in 2019. I was working so hard just to keep myself and my family afloat. We were living in rural New South Wales. We had a newborn baby with additional needs, a very active toddler, no family around, and an hour from the supermarket. 
I would start each day thinking, how am I going to get through the day? I used to break each day up into four quarters and I would just focus on one quarter at a time. Thinking too far ahead was intolerable. I just had to focus on getting through the day. And day by day, the grind was wearing me down. I had just enough energy to claw myself through each day, and I was becoming more and more disconnected from my body. I was starting to act in ways that were just not like me. My body would whisper and sometimes yell at me, and I would think, not now. I don't have time to rest. I don't have time for good food. I don't have time for movement. I am too busy just surviving because that's what it was. I was in survival mode and it didn't feel good. And for someone that prides myself on being well and making anything work, I was slowly coming to the realization that I couldn't make it work. The situation was not workable. I knew deep down that I had to make big decisions, but I was too exhausted. (laughs) I couldn't think. I wanted to run away from all the responsibilities of life. Have you ever felt like that before where you just want to run away, just get away from it, let somebody else deal with it? And once I recovered from feeling like I needed to run away, I thought, this is an opportunity. This is when I had a little chat to myself and said, Meg, it is time to dig deep. It's time to walk your talk. Things need to change. And I didn't know what the future would hold, but I knew that I needed to boost my energy. I had to manage my energy. I had to move beyond survival so I was in the right headspace to make some tough decisions. No one was coming to save me. It was time for me to reclaim my spark. So what did I do? I went back to basics. The first lesson that I teach everyone that I work with, charge your battery. And I asked myself those five questions that I ask in every presentation. In the last 24 hours, had I had enough sleep for my body? No. In the last 24 hours, have I moved my body? Not really. In the last 24 hours, had I nourished and hydrated my body? Nourishment, questionable, water, probably. In the last 24 hours, had I had some rest? No. No resting. I was so wired, rest felt impossible. And in the last 24 hours, had had some quality connection. No, talking to people felt too hard. So when I looked at my battery, I was on a zero out of five. And so no wonder I was feeling so exhausted. I was depleted. And when we're depleted as humans, when we haven't met those basic needs of sleep, move, nourish, rest, connect, it is hard to think. And so I got my teacher skills on. And I created a checklist, a battery checklist from Monday to Sunday. My focus was charging my battery. Everything else could wait. I was focusing on the basics. And it became really clear to me that the days where I had a few more ticks, I was a little bit more buoyant. I was a little bit more hopeful. I could think about the future. But when I had one or two ticks, it was really hard to think about the future. I was really thinking about getting through the day. So with daily awareness and daily action, my energy levels increased and I slowly moved out of survival mode. And I moved into a headspace where we could make some tough decisions that led to some big and necessary changes in our family. But that would not have been possible if I hadn't have taken ownership for my energy. So is it time that you charged your battery for you to take ownership of the way you manage your energy? 
As humans, we all have the need to sleep, move, nourish, rest, and connect. And for so many of us, we've been conditioned not to be needy, not to be difficult, not to rock the boat. And I'm here to remind you that we are all needy. We all have needs. We are human beings, not human machines. And sometimes taking care of our basic needs will inconvenience others. And sometimes you will get pushback and that's okay. You have my permission to start considering your needs. The longer you ignore your basic needs to sleep, move, nourish, rest, connect, the longer it will take you to recover. Someone once said, burnout is what happens when you avoid being human too long. Your energy levels impact every area of your life. When you have energy, you can think clearly. When you can think clearly, you can make good decisions. When you're making good decisions, you build your confidence and sense of personal power. You literally light up your life. And the reverse is true. When you're exhausted, it's hard to think clearly. You make decisions based on avoiding discomfort. And the more you avoid, the harder life becomes. It all gets too much. So at the end of the day, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. What got you here will not get you there. You are responsible for your energy. I can share information, share interviews with guest experts. I can cheer you on, but at the end of the day, it's up to you. If it's to be, it's up to me. You have to believe that it is possible for you to feel, function and relate better. And if you're not quite there yet and you don't believe that it's true for you, you can borrow my belief in you. I believe in you and I am cheering you on. It is your responsibility to manage your energy and it's your time to shine. I hope this solo episode has inspired you to take deliberate action in your life so you can feel, function and relate better. If you're ready for more energy this term, register for my free energy masterclass or enroll in Energy by Design, my game-changing wellbeing program for educators. If you love the show, please share it with anyone you know that would benefit from listening or reach out to me on Instagram or LinkedIn and let me know what resonated most with you. To learn more about the ways that I can help you and your school community thrive, visit my website, openmindeducation.com. There, you can book me to speak at your next event, learn more about my game-changing wellbeing programs or download my free five-step energy guide. You can find all the links from today's episode at openmindeducation.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the School of Wellbeing and I look forward to sharing more heartfelt conversations with you next week.